0: This week on You Should Be Watching, we talk about how Nicolas Cage will play Joe Exotic in a new TV series, we also react to the cast of Twilight Zone Season 2, and we list the best episodes and our favorite cameos from The X-Files. That's all this week on You Should Be Watching. Guys, and welcome to another episode of you should be watching joining me this week we've got greg and meg and that rhymes you guys are back thank you for joining me today <laughs> no problem. so we're going to be talking about the x-files a little bit later so hold on to that mm-hmm. but of course we want to catch up first and find out what you're watching this week so meg what are you watching oh boy so i spent
1: my entire weekend watching the untamed which is a chinese drama that is on netflix currently it is 50 hour-long episodes long, <laughs> oh my and God. it's the most, it was, like, an in, just insane. It was so good and has now consumed my entire life. Like, it's uh. all I want to think about and all I want to talk about, but it was just, it's so dense and, like, challenging, and it's a totally different genre than I've ever, like, encountered, and I would super recommend it, but it's also work to get through, so
0: <laughs> prepare yourself. What, so one season of a show has 50 episodes, yes. and they're all an hour long. That yes. is... Crazy. How, I, I'm wondering how often these were released in China. I don't. Like, I don't know. It was a web drop bi-weekly? too. Yeah.
1: So like it was released online, and so like you can also wow. watch it on YouTube. And I guess mm-hmm. the subtitles are a little bad and confusing on both versions. Like the Netflix version has different subs than the YouTube version. So like both of them weren't great, but yeah. like if you want to like supplement one viewing with the other to like kind of make it make more sense but oh uh, it's it's work but it's it, it pays <laughs> off it
0: 100% pays off so it sounds like an undertaking but let's dig into why people should watch this yes. show could you tell us a little bit about what the show is about
1: it's kind of okay so it's it's basically like a a chinese historical fantasy drama i guess okay. is kind of like the best way to put it um so mm-hmm. it's you know set like historical but like there's like magic so it's got that like sort of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, kind of like you know, flying, and everyone can like use kind of magic powers a little bit, but it's still sort of grounded. Like, it, there's not like orcs running around or anything. Is it present right? day? Mm-hmm. Is it present no? Day? It, it's okay. historical. Cool. Um, but it's really, really, it's about like these. Um, they're called cultivators. They basically like are people who are practicing like spiritual enlightenment to the point where they can like become immortal. And so there's like Ooh. sects of them, like basically like all throughout China. And it's kind of like mm. Avatar and Game of Thrones in the sense that they're, like, families, like, who are practicing, like, different beliefs. And so it's, like, mm-hmm. a war between these, like, different cultivator sects. And there's, like, the main character is kind of like a witcher, I guess. <laughs> like, they run around cool. and, like, exercise ghosts. <laughs> um, it, it It's basically, like, it's got the, like, charm and kind of low-budget, like, I don't know, like, camp to it of, like, a, a Xena or, like, a Hercules type situation but then it's also like just very very charming and so it's all about these two cultivators who are from like diametrically opposed worldviews meeting and falling in love and like fighting evil together and it's the best
0: (laughs) (laughs) also so it stars two members of two different boy bands is that correct yes so that's why it was very popular yeah so like
1: (laughs) the the main guys are uh one of them was in a c-pop group and one of them was in like a k-pop c-pop crossover group um, and they're both just very, very cute and charming. So like, oh. the entire cast sounds, is insanely cute
0: and charming. So this sounds right up my alley. Yeah, and I heard that it was like a hit in China, but also like slightly controversial because yeah, probably because of boy love, right? Yes, but I I am on board. Oh,
1: it's so for sure. it's so good. I would definitely recommend it. It's just you're going to be very confused for about 10 episodes <laughs> and then you'll start catching on like, okay, I get it. How but.
0: far in are you?
1: I finished it. I watched the whole nice. thing. What? How?
2: <laughs> it was All right.
1: Such, yeah, I in, did nothing out. how much else. time? Uh, like 5 days.
0: wow that's like an average of 10 episodes a day yeah
1: it was insane I had a friend like my friend who is Chinese like literally watching with me and like live translating so like she would be like this isn't the nuance of this phrase like they mistranslated this this is why this is important it was really Uh nice like so that also helped like me be able to like power through because I think in, in another context I would have had to stop and be like I need to go Wikipedia all of this. <laughs> I have no idea wow. what just happened.
0: But yeah, yeah that that, helps. that definitely that definitely helps mm-hmm. for sure. All right, Greg, what are you watching?
2: Well, I'm doing the exact opposite and watching shorter <laughs> uh, projects, especially uh, <laughs> uh, South by Southwest. Uh, they released their whole film collection. Uh, oh, yeah. At least you can watch these shorts uh, and a few films online right now. I haven't gotten to those just yet, but I'm just going through all the shorts so I can uh, just give some support to the filmmakers out there who uh, they there's nowhere to show their films at the moment. Except you can watch them right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Are they all
0: on Amazon Prime right now?
2: Uh, not all, not everything, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's a good collection collection they have so far. Um, there are some good ones in there. Uh, there's one. What should people start with? <laughs> well, okay, so I uh, look at the descriptions before you watch it. I would recommend that. <laughs> Uh, there's a little bit of a trigger warning because these are short films. These are they're high impact short films that need to grab your attention quickly with some of the subject matter. So you might need to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, there are some gorgeous short films on there and I'm really, really sad that a lot of people won't be able to see them at least at the festival circuit. But um, again, watch them if you can. There's one uh, titled uh, single, which is about a girl who's got one arm uh, and she goes mm-hmm. on a blind date with a guy who's got one hand. Uh, it's pretty damn good. Wow. <laughs> but I, um, that's as far as I've gotten into that. There's some other ones on there too, but I, again, just read the description before you get into it. There's no bad ones that when it comes to like all the typical stuff you would see in a short film where the first few frames someone's smoking a cigarette or got a gun or a knife, <laughs> like <laughs> any film noir. Uh, but other than that, I'm digging it.
0: Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um I finished Little Fires Everywhere. I was halfway through last week when I talked about it on the podcast, but <laughs> I just wanted to bring it back because I finished the whole thing and I think it's only a one and done. It's a limited series on mm. Hulu and it's got um Kerry Washington and uh, Reese Witherspoon and they it's just like an acting battle. Isn't Joshua <laughs> Jackson? Worth, it's, Joshua Jackson's it's really good. in And that Joshua too. Jackson and also Casey the is there. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's he doesn't do much in in the show. Like he's he's there and it's very novel to have a star someone who was famous uh in 1997 or 1998 like in the show and that you know Reese Witherspoon and Joshua Jackson like they were both like teen idols back then, but like it's it's takes place in 1997 and it's like it was very fun for me. I mentioned this last week, but just like picking out all the references to 97 as I was watching uh was a good time, but overall, the the story was pretty good. It was based on a book, and um, I think Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon were both producers on the project. And it addresses class issues, it addresses race issues uh, back in the '90s, and it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's very well acted, and um, the young ac- younger actors too are very good. There's like a bunch of uh, teenagers involved as well. Um, but yeah, I I recommend it. I would stick with it. You said you watched one episode, Greg. Just
2: watched the first episode. I just watched yeah. it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll keep going.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a quick watch and it's I mean I said this before but it's not quite like Big Little Lies it's not quite to that level but mm-hmm. it's still pretty entertaining. Um, oh. I was also watching uh, the Little Hours on Netflix, which I had not even heard of or like it didn't even. King on my radar but I saw the cast and I was like I guess I'm going to watch this because it's got like Allison Brie um Aubrey Plaza Allison Brie Jon oh, wow. Riley um Kate Micucci Molly Shannon and uh, Dave Franco and, Is it a um, comedy? I've never even It's heard a comedy. Of this. Yeah. Yeah, right? Me neither. I just randomly picked it out on netflix and it's it's a comedy based like on the decameron so it's like in the 14th century and it's not true to medieval times at all (laughs) like it's just it's just a comedy with these uh, like uh with these personalities (laughs) Mm. like um fred Armisen and nick offerman show up and they're just doing like snl bit parts oh my god it's, it's very entertaining um but it's it's about the lives of nuns um, in a convent and then Dave Franco um, is a man on the run and he's being punished for adultery but he hides at the convent and he poses as a deaf mute gardener and then the, all the nuns are like kind of like tempted by him and so oh, it's it's <laughs> okay. very campy and very ridiculous um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would recommend it if you like all those actors. Um, it starts off pretty strong and then it, it doesn't like quite grab me by the end but it's 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 very funny um but if you nice. enjoy the people in that cast i think you'd find it pretty funny <laughs> All right, the next segment is This Justin, where we talk about the top stories of the week. The first story that we have today is that Taika Waititi will direct and co-write a new Star Wars movie. So Taika will helm a Star Wars film following his work on The Mandalorian, and this will be a theatrical release, not just a Disney Plus original film. Reactions, guys? What do you think of a Taika Star
2: Wars? Cool, mm. I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel exactly any, the
2: same any way. Any Star Wars directed news, I'm like, all right, just, it's yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: Like, I'll believe right. it when I see it. Like, I'm not going to get excited <laughs> yeah. about anything until, like, I. what is even happening with these movies? I don't
0: yeah. know. I think it will happen because he's currently working on The Mandalorian, so I think sure, there's yeah. that connection yeah. there. So he's already in, and he's already doing the work, so it's just kind of like a transition well, off of that.
2: He was attached yeah. to Akira at one point. That's yeah. never going to happen. Um, even though I, I'm glad they they moved on from Akira, but mm-hmm. yeah. now going back to Star Wars from Akira, come on, just I'd rather have them do what we do in the Shadow <laughs> sequels or something at this just point. Just give them time to finish don't. Thor: yeah,
0: Love Man. and Thunder. I just want to watch yes. Thor: Love Thunder. <laughs> just make sure that happens, and then we can talk about Star it is. Wars. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like Marvel has it
1: unlocked. Everyone else is in chaos, but they've mostly got it down. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um,
0: I'm excited about this because I really enjoyed his uh, season finale of The Mandalorian. So I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be funny. Um, it'll. I think it'll bring humor back um, in a way that is needed. And I'm not really sure where it's gonna go. Um, like, there's nothing really announced about mm-hmm. it,
2: but a lo- it should be fun. There's a lot of chefs in that kitchen. So just 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 hold your any <laughs> hopes and dreams at a minimum for any we'll Star see. Wars project yeah. at the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure he'll at least put his style on it, which is all I can ask for. He will try. Yes. All right, the next story is the Tiger King TV series casts Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic. So we've got Variety reporting that Cage will play Joe in an eight-episode TV series, and the showrunner will be Dan Lagana, who worked on American Vandal, which was pretty funny. And the show will be the lo- live in the lion's den with Joe exploring how he became Joe Exotic and how he lost himself to a character of his own creation. Mm. I'm kind of down for this. I mean, I feel like this is completely unnecessary, mm-hmm. but yeah. I would love to see Nicolas Cage just chewing the scenery I in feel- this role.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's like it's the right amount of cursed. Like it's yes. deeply cursed. But at the yeah. same time, it's like kind of cursed in the right way, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm excited I'm down. to see it. I'm down. Yeah. There's going to be more Me controversy
2: too. just from this damn movie alone. I feel like it's going to end up just like his not, or just like his Superman film for Nick Cage. We're going to have so many stories just from this damn movie. Joe Exotic's yeah. going to break out of jail. He's going to try God. to get on that set. It's going to be, I, I already know it. This is the drunken version of The Room. This is going to turn into that. Oh I God. know it, and I can't wait. It's going to be, Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, just wait, just wait.
0: It's- I think that they found the perfect actor for this, and <laughs> I, I hope he just adlibs the crap out of it. <laughs> I'm just really excited to see where this goes, but I hope no animals are harmed in the making of this. You know, yeah, series. yeah, I hope they go into <laughs> yes. the wild
2: or whatever that movie was with yeah. Harrison Ford, where they had the just like the Andy like Circus the- dude in the yeah. as a dog. I, wanna, I want to, I want that like reliance weird Just CGI a guy animals. crawling, yeah, just uh. CGI all the animals and and just guys uh. in suits just walking around oh on the, all four. I'm down. That but would don't be so real I mean
0: Netflix that. has money. Netflix has the money to do that and That's that would true. actually be even funnier. It, it, yeah, I would love to see some making of footage where it's <laughs> just a, a guy in a suit a gra- and he's oh pretending god. to be a tiger Covered with Nick balls.
2: Nick just cage. Oh god, this is going to oh. financially ruin me. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait.
0: He's fine. <laughs> Alright, and then the last story of today is The Twilight Zone season two cast and episode titles. We've got all of them now. Uh this is from Deadline. We had some previously released and now we've got all ten. And so yeah, there are ten episodes for the second season. Um there's a newly announced slate of actors. So I'm just gonna go through some of these because they're pretty fun. So mm-hmm. we've got uh Joel McHale for one, we've another one called A Small Town, it's got Damon Wayne's. Jr. and Dan- David Krumholtz. Um There's a for Grace episode, mm-hmm. so he's just like, he's on this beat now. He's been doing Black Mirror, now he's doing Twilight Zone. Cool. Um, then we have Gretchen Mole for another episode called You Might Also Like. Um, we have an episode called Downtime with Morena Bakarin. Ethan Embry, a name I have not heard in a very long time, is back for uh, The Who of You with Billy Porter, so that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. uh, Chris Maloney, I know you're a fan. Yeah, Meg. I love him. <laughs> Oh, I'm so I excited. Can't wait to watch Chris Maloney. He's so great. I love him in everything, but especially um, when he's doing comedy. But I, I I assume this is going to be more comedy horror. Probably. Because uh, Jenna Jen Elfman's yeah. also in it. Um, so we'll see. And then uh, Jimmy Simpson and Jillian Jacobs, I think, is a really cool team up for Meet in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, Greg, you've been covering Twilight Zone for us. What do you think of this cast of actors or... It's a good cast. First season two. I mean, yeah.
2: you look at the cast and go, "Yep, that seems like a cast I would uh, think to know I would see for Twilight Zone, the second mm-hmm. season." I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a little. Uh, upset there aren't any returning uh, cast members from the last season other than probably, I'm, I'm guessing that Jordan Peele will make an appearance other than just the narrator like he did mm-hmm. in the, in the final, without well, giving any spoilers away, he may return in, the, in some capacity from whatever that storyline they had going throughout the entire season that might return mm-hmm. but um, I'm curious to see if they actually bring back not only veterans from last season for the reboot, they should bring back old veterans, like I want to see Shatner come back Ooh. now, I understand why they didn't do it the first <laughs> season, but now it would mm-hmm. be cool to see Shatner and a few other guys come back we'll see um, yeah that be it, cool cast looks great the, it's coming out this uh, so, this summer apparently uh, mm-hmm. around the same time Jordan Peele's gonna have another show on HBO come out um, the Lovecraft that's uh, right yeah, Lovecraft yeah. Country yeah so Ooh. we'll see how that goes um, if we gotta start breaking down shows later on this year. <laughs> but I'm excited
0: yeah you've, you've got some work this summer Greg <laughs> get ready <Ooh. laughs> the next segment is you should be watching and this week we're saying you should be watching the x-files but before we jump into our favorite episodes and cameos let's first answer the question why should you rewatch the x-files meg why are you rewatching the x-files
1: uh so i mean there are so many good reasons just because it's such a fun show and like such a like foundational text for sci-fi tv but i think the best one is that there like literally is no better on-screen like chemistry, I think, in any sci-fi show other than David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson.
0: Like, you just can't... Yeah, they're, they're kind of the template for that formula. Right,
1: like, you just... Yeah. There yeah. is no better combo. They're perfect, and they're perfect from day one. Like, they don't have a bad mm-hmm. episode, which is... That is, like, every time I rewatch this show, I'm always... It always kind of takes me by surprise a little bit, because I forget. And then going through it, it's just, like, they hit the ground running, and it never
0: stops being perfect. Yeah, I agree. The best. Greg, why is it one of your favorite shows?
2: Oh, it holds up. It still holds up. Even any of the animatronics they've used in the past, I can still watch <laughs> yeah. these episodes with joy. Uh, and, and from any, we're going to talk about a bunch of episodes, but I, I, I mean, there's not really one that can go, yeesh, this is did well <laughs> and turn it off, um, like a few other shows out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, just the writing, even you can yell at Chris Carter for some episodes, but I mean, come on, the guy, <laughs> he's a damn genius when it comes to this show. I love
0: mm-hmm. it. He's consistent, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump into the best episodes. So this is tough. There's many seasons of this show, but there's definitely kind of like a list of like 15 episodes that people generally agree on when mm-hmm. they do these lists. So let's pick our <laughs> favorites and what we think are the best. Of course. So Meg, you're up first. Oh, man. So, I mean, <laughs> the I think the
1: best episode of like one of, if not the only perfect episode of TV in my mind Is Jose Chung's from outer space?
0: It's (laughs) that's like super meta, right? It's just just really meta, perfect.
1: (laughs) It's so funny and it's so good. (laughs) And like, there we'll talk about the cameos in it in a second. But oh my god, it just, I I remember seeing this as a kid and like being like, what the hell is happening? I and like. Then later I had to like Google it because I couldn't figure out like why it had happened or what was it like context or anything, and it stuck with me so hard that it's I think it's one of those it just it stays with you. It's perfect. It's it's a fantastic episode of TV even outside of mm-hmm. just the genre. It's so funny and so good. And any really Luster any monster of, of those, the
2: week
0: exactly
1: yeah
2: <laughs> we're Ugh. gonna be saying that a lot by the way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I think I, I read somewhere that they were saying that they felt like they couldn't get away with this episode in earlier seasons. Like they, yeah. they kind of had to prove themselves. And then like season three, they're just like, here you go. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It just worked out so well. Um, and then my other my other like big favorite episodes are probably the other ones that people are always going to talk about. It's Bad Blood, mm-hmm. which is the same same kind of like template, like like genre breaking template with the the, like, Rashomon-style uh, vampire story. That that's episode
2: is always <laughs> any... Uh, I've been to a few conventions, X-Falls uh, panels, and mm-hmm. Bad Blood. And, of course, and we'll talk about it in a second, Home, too, are the two that mm-hmm. always pop up
1: They're when so Jillian and
2: David Duchovny in- are there. It's insane.
1: <sighs> that's Yeah, yeah Home is my other one. one of my, my top three episodes, Home is the third one. But if I had to pick... If I had to pick one that's, like, kind of flying under the radar, I would say The Field Where I Died, which Ooh. is, like, a like a like one that people never talk about, but I really like it just because I like, I like stories about reincarnation, and I think that, that that episode ends on such a weird note that it, it just, it, like, if you think about it too hard, it, like, starts to put the rest of the series in a different context, and I think that that's really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. So you mentioned home. Greg, I know that's on your list too, so why didn't you talk about that episode? Well,
2: home, I know you're gonna have to bleep this out. Home scared the s*** out of me as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Like everyone else. Oh, so they just straight up walk in their house and they murder them. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you start off the episode and then you find Mm -hmm. out it's just a family of inbred monsters who have lived here for generations. The whole- Very Texas Chainsaw. The lore, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre background. I love to all mm-hmm. of it from beginning to end and again it's just because of David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson's performances here are just great how they're batting off of each other like mm. this can't be real yes it is nah <laughs> yes it is
0: <laughs> I think it's amazing I think it might be the series's only TVMA rating that episode mm. and also Fox never re-aired it so that's just goes to show how messed up it was. That song,
1: too, you can never forget that. I think to myself it's wonderful, wonderful,
0: mm. Just uh. the car, the, yeah, the, mm. that, um, the,
2: <laughs> that uh, shot of the back of the car as they're driving yeah. off is Ugh. so good.
0: For sure, what else you got on your list, Greg?
2: Oh, okay. With that one, we also have to go with the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein uh, <laughs> callback episode, Prometheus, or is it postmodern Prometheus? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all that shot, white one. yep, shot Love in black that and I'm white. Sad. Uh, and I would have put it on the list too for like uh, cameos, favorite cameos, but it, there's technically it's not really Cher sure. or I think Roseanne, they're not in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not really them. So I left it out of it, but it's just so damn good. Well written again. Chris Carter is amazing. <laughs> uh, he even got a DGA nomination for this episode. I mean, come on. This show was at its peak, I think at this point
0: mm-hmm, uh, yeah.
2: where they're getting recognized for everything. Emmys were all on the board and this really showed that they know what they're doing and they're going to be around for a long time and they're still around. This episode itself, you can go like, yeah, this show's still around because, well, they're really good at their jobs. Everyone sticks around. And as long as they can get the two mains back, they'll always continue to be X Files episodes, as we've seen the last, what, two years ago when they finally mm-hmm. stopped again? uh and they'll be yeah, yeah they'll they'll come back Years. again if they can do movies I would be down with movies from <laughs> this point going forward but yeah, um I, th- we'll I think
0: yeah with the amount of planning that to do around those stars and everyone that's involved like movies would make more sense yeah at yep. this point than doing more of a tv series um so I have to give credit to Squeeze because it's the first one that really like hooked me and showed me what this show is and scared the crap out of me and gave me one of the creepiest and most memorable characters of the series with tombs who still scares me to this day. Um, So it might not be like overall one of the best because it was so early. It was Mm -hmm. only the third episode, right? But um, Mm -hmm. I think just because it created that character and that character just haunts me to this day um, and sticks with me, that's probably why it's one of my favorite quote <laughs> <episodes>. <laughs> favorite in quotes but like one of one of the episodes that messed me up the most but mm-hmm. yeah it's a uh, it's about eugene tombs um he's an immortal creature who eats people's livers kills them every 30 years um and he squeezes <laughs> through vents and chimneys yeah, and ugh. tiny windows and i just that's terrifying that the vent idea of that, that shot of the vent me.
2: and then you see the eyeballs uh, oh no, the worst. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: haunts me. Um, and then this one's just a favorite. It's not one of the best episodes, but I really like Small Potatoes from season oh, yeah. four. Um, with the, the lady who thinks that she got impregnated by Luke Skywalker and oh. there are five babies with tails. Um, I thought that was a really oh, funny, yeah. hilarious episode. I That's the one I've probably rewatched many times just because I love the humor in it and I love seeing David Duchovny just show his comedic talent And that because uh, the guy's a shapeshifter. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but then he gets to pretend to be Mulder, so... Um, it's David be pl- playing off-type and flirting, and it's really funny, and there's really fun interactions with Mulder and Scully because of it. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good one. That's one of my favorites. All right, let's move on to favorite cameos. Uh, so, Meg, you made a gallery of 49 actors you forgot were on The X-Files. I so sure did. So let's pick some of our favorites. First <laughs> of all, that took a long time, I imagine. It sure
1: did. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> X-Files is a show that you like, the title is not hyperbolic. Like, these are people you literally forget are on the show until suddenly they show up. And you're like, oh, my God. And, like, so yeah. many of them are pre-Big Break. So it's, like, the baby version of some, like, all these people you're super familiar with now, which is wild. I think that's but,
0: super fun. Yeah. yeah to, see, to see them in their early stages. Yeah.
1: Basically, everyone who's ever been anything in Hollywood was in The X-Files at some point <laughs> in their careers, which is insane.
0: That's great. All uh-huh. right. So let's go into some of your favorites. Who do you got? Uh, So,
1: I love Kathy Griffin in her, the episode's called Fight Club, uh, and it's about, it's her playing two sets of twins, kind of, but they, like, can't, anytime they're in any close proximity to each other, like, people start going crazy and, like, bad things just start happening, like... If I remember correctly, Mulder gets, like, sucked into a storm drain or something because they, like, (laughs) pass each other on the street. And it's just, it's that right blend, especially for a comedian like Kathy Griffin, where it's, like, it's so over the top, but it's also, it's kind of dark, but it's so, like, campy and weird and fun that it's just perfect and she's so funny in it. Um, And then I also love uh, Peter Boyle in Clyde Berkman's Fun Repose, which is the episode Mm -hmm. about the serial killer who thinks he's psychic and Peter Boyle is playing the real psychic who his whole Mm -hmm. like deal is that he became psychic because he was so upset when the big bopper died that he became like (laughs) obsessed with like chance. I just, he's so, he was so good. And you know, you can't, you can't go wrong with Peter Boyle and anything. So it's just a perfect episode.
0: For sure. Um, I liked, you were mentioning Jose, Jose Chung's, uh, from outer space. And Mm. I wanted to mention Alex Trebek was just so random. (laughs) Like, with it's Jesse so Ventura, he's and Jesse Ventura. <laughs> like, imagine a team up of Quebec and Ventura. And it's so just random, but it's so good. Showing it's, up as men it's in wonderful. black. God,
1: like you didn't see oh anything. God. It was swamp yeah. gas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love that so much. And also, um, you mentioned Bad Blood, and I just want to say that Luke Wilson was really good in that episode. So funny, when yeah. Mulder's telling his story, and he's got the, like, bug teeth and, like, <laughs> the stupid <laughs> accent. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then he's just, like, this charming, like, sexy dude he when, has... when you hear it from um, Scully's perspective. Oh my God. <laughs> it's really good. All right, Greg, over to you. Who's on your list?
2: DPO for Darren Peter Oswald. It's the Jack Black Giovanni Ribisi episode where uh, it's my favorite episode where Giovanni Ribisi, he's just a kid who has lightning powers and he wreaks havoc on the town before Mulder and Scully can bring him down. Uh, Jack Black dies to a filter track. I love this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a lot of cameos, uh, a lot of random people, like Shia LaBeouf was there, Lucy Lou. like were there any other surprises for you on that list, Meg? <laughs> oh my god.
1: Um, like, BD Wong was in the. BD Wong episode is with Lucy everywhere. Uh, <laughs>
0: he is everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just just shows up. Like, it's fine. Uh, like, mm-hmm. Donna Loge is there. Like,. He was in, like, the second episode, I think. Like, he plays the other FBI agent who's, like, hanging out with Scully. There's literally so many people. Like I said, like, I, I'm not being hyperbolic at all when I was like, people, you forgot. Lucy Lou is in the... Jodie Foster does the voice of the <laughs> tattoo in the episode about the evil tattoo. Like, she's not even on screen, but yeah. she just does... Yeah, so, like, the... Mm-hmm. What is it? Never Again, I think, is the-, mm-hmm. the episode title. But, yeah, like, you just... If the chances are, if you're watching the show and you're like, is that so-and-so? Yeah. It is. It just is. Like, that's just what it (laughs) happened. Like, that's just how Hollywood worked in the 90s. Everyone showed up at the X-Files.
0: All right, that's it for this episode of You Should Be Watching. Thank you for joining us, and if you have any questions, comments, or requests for things that we should recommend, send us an email, that's ysbw at gamespot.com. That's ysbw at gamespot.com. We're also on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher if you'd like to listen to this very podcast on any of those podcast services. Meg and Greg, what are you working on this week? Meg, let's start with you.
1: So I've got a little bit of uh, breaking down to do about the Westworld finale. It just ended on Sunday, so we'll be talking a little bit about that. And then also some content. I don't know if you saw the news last week, but Hellraiser is getting an HBO series, Mm -hmm. which I personally am so excited about, so I'm going to be doing some uh, like nostalgia-type things about the Hellraiser franchise, which has never done anything wrong. There's never been a bad Hellraiser movie in existence, so look forward to that. Hellraiser fans, rise
0: up. It's our time. Go, Cenobites. Greg. What are you working on? I agree on? with that. I agree with that sentiment on the Hellraiser,
2: <laughs> but uh, I'm also working on the Twilight Zone uh, for just the classic episodes of the Twilight Zone, looking at how they predicted the future and becoming depressed uh, while reading. This. So have fun Ooh. with this list when I'm done with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, and you can find us on Twitter. I'm at chastity underscore v. Meg, where can they find you? I will be at rusty polished on Twitter and basically everywhere else cool and Greg
2: Greg spot Thomas
0: alright well thank you guys for joining me and thank you for listening or watching and we'll see you next time Bye. bye